you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. The band is back together. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live. We're in New York City. We lost Jason to Boston on Monday night, but he's back with us. It's Wednesday, October 19th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Jason McCourty, the charitable, the Super Bowl champion, the team leader. Peter, Schrager, Kyle, Branch. Jay, what's up? I'm happy to be back. Had yeah. a blast Monday night hosting the McCourty Bowl. Mac Jones was there. Zappy was there. Nice. David Andrews, Hunter Henry, Dietrich Wise. Wow. Good to see some of my former teammates. You know, we weren't sure where to start the show with the lead block, but now that you just said Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, I figured Let's go there. Why not? Time for the lead block, all right? Lead block. Patriots lead rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi is undefeated <laughs> in his first two career starts after the Patriots down the Browns 38-15 in Cleveland. Here's Zappy sounding like a veteran at the podium after the win on Sunday. Uh, it's a great team win today. Played good in all three phases. Um, offense played well. Of course, there's some things that we can continue to clean up moving on to the weeks, but it was a great, great win for us, that's for sure. I'm just, you know, taking advantage of, you know, my opportunity and at practice and wherever it is and, you know, taking it week by week. And once we come back tomorrow, watch the film tomorrow, this game, and then it's really on to the Bears. Bailey Zappi was playing Belichick bingo. He had all three phases. Uh, we got to make sure we're ready for the Bears. He looks and he sounds as impressive as he ever could be as he fills in for the injured Mac Jones. Bill Belichick looking and sounding noncommittal on Monday when he was asked who will be the starting quarterback once Mac Jones is healthy, guys. We've seen this script play out before. The Patriots, they have a first-round quarterback, and then they have a day-three guy, and now they have to make a decision who do they stay with when a Mac Jones is healthy again. What do we make of this quarterback? situation in New England. Drew Bledsoe is like a hundred million dollar guy <laughs> and right he was a six round pick and Belichick made that decision. Right, right. I, I look at this one Mac Jones is 11 and 10 through his career and it is a, a fine quarterback one seven it but he was objectively not good in this game week three against the Ravens and was hurting the team and I think you heard grumbling and you also heard a bit of frustration about Gosh, Mac, just don't turn the ball over. Just play, just play it fine, and we can be all right because we got this great running game and we have this great defense. Mac goes down with the horrific ankle injury, and Zappy comes in, and what does Zappy do? He doesn't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. The first game, he barely threw the. And then last week, he's throwing the ball all over the yard, and you're like, all right, well, is Mac Jones unassailable? He's a 15th overall pick and a first-round pick, but this guy looks objectively better than Mac Jones was playing. If anything, I think this should light a fire under Mac Jones. And I am very, very, very interested to see what version of Mac we get back now that there's been a bit of a fire under his chair. I think the fans want to see more Zappy. I think at, at one point it was like, Hoyer's the number two. Oh, well, Hoyer goes down with an injury. Okay, I guess we got to put his... Hoyer's not even in the conversation now. It is Zappy or Mac. And to just assume, well, Belichick took Mac in the first round. 
you're ignoring mm. history, you're ignoring what the Patriots do. I would think, and I don't, Jason and Kyle, you guys have been around Patriots, Jamie as well, like, you guys know, I should never assume anything <laughs> with what Belichick's thinking. I would assume that Mac will go if he can go, but I would think the leash is very short. And I would also keep an eye on how the players are responding to Mac playing, because I can tell you, Zappy's very popular in that building. Mm. You're a nostalgist. I'm yes. nostalgist. We're all nostalgists. Fans are nostalgists. These two guys are playing a massive, massive role. Let's address the elephant in the room. We've danced it around. It's just like when the Packers drafted Jordan Love and it's, oh my God, it's happening again. This reminds <laughs> me of when I was in junior high and I fell in love with the NFL. It's a lot to do with this. A lot. Uh, we talked about it. The unheralded guy, the first round guy. Oh my God, he comes in, he's really good. Let me tell you, there is nothing having to do with this. It's fun, it's candy. This is apples and oranges, apples and oranges. Let's just remind everybody that Drew Bledsoe, the season before he went down, was four and 12. He was not winning, it wasn't going well. Then he starts the next season, 0-2. Then he gets hurt, and Brady comes in and goes 11-3 and wins the Super Bowl. Bledsoe, Bledsoe was struggling. The Patriots were struggling. It was not happening. Mac Jones last year won seven games in a row as a rookie and threw two interceptions in those seven games and went to the playoffs and like as a rookie in the, with the Belichick thing and the post-Brady. It is not like Drew Bledsoe. A Bailey Zappi is not doing what Tom Brady did. It is not like that at all. Mac Jones did not play well against the Ravens. Sorry, it was a bad game. I had a tough night, okay? You know, I, you, you, I just, I'm out now because of Bailey Zappi or because of Tom Brady 20 years ago? Stop. I really don't think Mac Jones has lost the job. I don't think Bailey Zappi has gained the job. I think nostalgia plays a big part in this. I still think it's Mac Jones. I really do. I think the players like him. I think the team likes him. I think he is a cut-up. I think he's doing the gritty and the Pro Bowl. Like, I don't think any of these stories you're hearing about he's losing people. I think it's all BS. And I honestly think if Brady and Bledsoe had never happened, this would be a smaller story. I genuinely think there's a whole thing that we're all titillated by that old and it's happening. I don't think it is. And I don't think he's lost the job. And I don't think Bailey's got it. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I do really? want to say Bailey Zappi has been awesome. Yeah. Like, he's going out job. there. We just showed all of his plays. 2-0 as a starter. And then even that, he gets in that Green Bay game, has no expectation yeah. to play. He doesn't blink. Takes yeah. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers down to overtime in that game. And it was just like we were all talking about him. Southern Methodist. I was with both of these guys Monday night at the charity event. The team loves both of them. Both of these guys, yeah. they're all Did over. they hang, the two of them? Yes, they were in there hanging out, laughing and joking. So for me, I look at this situation and you have the Bledsoe, you have the Brady. But for me, it's more RG3, Kirk Cousins. Interesting. Because Let's of the go. fact that, first yes, round. those two guys were drafted in the same draft. Yep. But very similar. Mac Jones, first-round draft pick last year. Zappi, I believe it was fourth round this year. The Patriots didn't really have a backup quarterback. B. Hoyer, that's my guy. Hoyer's older than me. Like, the years aren't going to continue to gain. So now you have Bailey Zappi and you have Mac Jones. You have two guys to solidify the quarterback room. And maybe there's some competition. I think Mac gets the job back. But like you said, Peter, the leash is a little bit shorter in the fact of we can't turn the ball over. But I think for Mac, the difference is you start your career, you have Josh McDaniel. There. He gives you the standard of what you feel like the offense and what the NFL should be. Bailey Zappi comes in. He has no idea what transpired before him. He now has Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. For Mac, it's totally different now. You have a special teams guy and Joe Judge. You have a defensive guy and Matt Patricia, two really good coaches. Now they're coaching you. You're learning something different and you have to wash away the old stuff. Takes a little bit longer. For Bailey Zappi, you come in, you're a wide eyed rookie. Yeah. Whatever you say, coach. 
what I'll you know, it. right? Uh, this is what it is. Just all you know. So I think Mac will continue to take off, but Bailey Zappi has just solidified their number two guy. You were with them both, you're saying, and I'm not asking you to give us your private conversations, but can you sense an urgency in Mac at all, or is he just laid back, just even on a charity, like just at a cool event? Mac is laughing, having a great time. I said to him, I was like, the media keeps asking me, is it Zappi? Is it Mac? I was like, if you keep grittying like that, I'm choosing you all. Okay, day. that's it. Mm-hmm. I, told, I told Zappi he needs to work on his dance moves. He said, and then he did his Joker cackle that he gets made fun of. When an impactful player gets hurt, like in Denver, you read about it in Las Vegas because it's in the division. When a coach gets let go in Carolina, you might read about it in Texas because he used to coach there. If you put the word quarterback and a question mark at the end of it in New England, it is like throwing a boulder into the Chestnut Hill Reservoir. Like the ripple effects around the league is what everybody wants. Week six, games this weekend, not as exciting as week five or week seven, excuse me, not as exciting as week six, but like this is exactly what we wanted to be talking about. Everyone has entered the chat with this thing. Scott Zolak, who is the Patriots analyst on the sure. radio, was on the other day, and he goes, I'm not comparing this to Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. He went there, but he did say that it kind of lights a fire maybe in a quarterback like Mac Jones. He did say apples and oranges the same, though, because people are trying to pull a parallel. Good. But like I said, everyone has entered the chat, even an agent that we all know and adore. Nicole Lynn, who is Bailey Zappi's representative, tweeted this, trying to restrain myself from texting every team who told me Bailey Zappi couldn't play in the NFL. I love the pettiness. I love that I I told you so dance. It doesn't matter who it is. Bill Belichick's going to get the quarterback, whoever he decides to put up there for Monday Football the rest of the season. He's going to get his mind right. And I almost wonder if Belichick, this is why he's been so giddy recently, because he saw this coming. He's like, you guys want me smiling? Well, guess what I have in store for you? A little quarterback conversation to get you off my back about what's happening in New England. He's always going to pick the right guy. I think there's other things going on with this team that they had to get right that we had seen leading up to this game. So it wasn't just about the quarterback. But it's kind of what we needed in week seven. It's it's great. And your point's right about the boulder, but also to Jason's point, like, we haven't mentioned, like, who's calling the plays in three weeks? Thank God. We haven't. And that was the only thing we said. It was the most trite thing to say. But some reason, Ravonder Stevenson comes in and he's carrying the load. Damian Harris goes out. Like, that offense is really good right now. Yeah. Bailey Zappi is the quarterback. Played the Lions and and the Browns, too. I hear you. I hear you. Good on defense. All right, Ian Rappaport is going to join us now, and he has the latest on Dak Prescott, who's another quarterback that we just thought, like, wait, is it all of a sudden Cooper Rush time in Dallas? No, oh, yes. I think we have that answer uh, as uh, Ian's going to tell us a little bit more about Dak Prescott's potential return on Sunday against the Lions. Yeah, I think the Cowboys hope and believe it is Dak Prescott time once again in Dallas. He is expected to practice today. Today, I'm pretty sure, is Wednesday. It would be the first Wednesday practice that Dak Prescott has practiced in since his injury. And, you know, I would say this is pretty significant. The belief going in was that it would be about a four to six week Recovery time, you are almost at six weeks now. It's about five and a half weeks. And the fact that he's able to practice on a Wednesday is a very good sign. Jerry Jones was on the radio, local radio, yesterday saying that Dak Prescott is determined to play. Just to be fully clear, he has not been told he is good to go. No issues. You are starting. It's really not like that. He practices Wednesday. They participate him as much as he possibly can. Work him in fully with the group if they can. And if there are no setbacks, he goes to the next step. It is step-by-step, day-by-day, making sure that nothing is wrong before he continues. If he remains on this track, I would expect him to play on Sunday, and Dak would finally be fully back. We are not quite there yet, guys. Well, Ian, meanwhile, quite a day yesterday in which Colts owner Jim Ursay had some thoughts, some takes on embattled Commander's owner Dan Snyder. What's the latest there, my friend? 
Oh, it was spicy. Uh, you know, I was I walked up to Jim Mercer as he was getting ready to talk to some media people. You could tell some cameras around him. Everybody wanted to know what he was going to say. You never quite know what truth he was going to spit. And he basically told everyone what he thinks in very clear language. To be specific, what Jim Ursay said about Commander's owner Dan Snyder was that he believes there is merit to remove Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders. To be clear, it takes 24 owner votes to remove Dan Snyder. We are not there yet. There was no vote yesterday. But Ursay said, talking to reporters yesterday, that you have to review all the facts from the various five investigations into the Washington Commander's owner, Dan Snyder. He wants to look at all the evidence, but he believes there should be serious consideration quotes to remove him. He was asked if there are 24 votes. He said, potentially there will be. That was pretty much of a bombshell. Roger Goodell then responding a couple minutes later saying speculation without facts is not a very positive thing to do. He did not want to go there, but he was asked, are you upset that Jim Ursay spoke his mind? And he said, no. I thought that was pretty telling as well. And then the Washington commanders put out a statement say, saying they're confident that when Ursay and everyone else finds out all the facts, they will believe there is no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise and they won't. Strong language from the commanders as well. Commissioner Roger Goodell saying a lot in very few words there during that press conference. Ian Rapport, thank you very much for all that information. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Juicy. Oh, I'm excited. It's time for a round of Whiteboard Wednesday. We just talked about Bailey Zappi and how impressive his Week 6 performance was. Robert Kraft, Patriots owner, shared a moment with the rookie inside the locker room after that win. It's a big weekend for me, so it's oh, a yeah. good present. I know, I saw. Congrats. Yeah. The player or coach that we have gained a greater... Hashtag respect for this week uh, and through week six is... 35-year-old offensive coordinator in his second year with the team who was given a bunch of babies. I'm talking actual babies, not infants, not toddlers, babies, and was told, go compete. Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets, has my utmost respect. That team is moving the ball. Zach Wilson is not blowing you away in fantasy football, but that guy's the one at the switch. Remember, defensive head coach in Robert Sala. So all of the offense is on this young man. He looks 25, too. He's yeah. 35 from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He's nice. Matt's little brother, and he is a baby-faced guy, too. <laughs> you now have... Zach Wilson, who's 22. You've got Brees Hall, who's 21. You've got Garrett Wilson, who's 21. Yep. Vera Tucker's 22. They're all in their 20s, and a lot of them are under the age of 23. And their offensive coordinator is 35, and the Jets are somehow 4-2. and two. Salah we give a lot of okays to, but the fact that all these babies are figuring it out and it's not a false start or a holding on every single play, pretty impressive. I'm going to take Mike LaFleur as my guy who has been showing me a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go with a coach that's starting to figure it out as well. I am going with Arthur okay. Smith down in Atlanta. This is a team they trade away Matt Ryan as, after they were trying to go for Watson in the offseason and everything that transpired with that. This is a team that we weren't talking about, hey, they're going to be in the thick of it when it comes October. They're going to be 3-3. Three and three. They're going to be right in there for the division. But they have. This guy is clashing beers with his offensive line after the game. Remember earlier in the season, he said, everybody's writing our obituary. He was fired up, and he has his guys playing well. Blast from the past, goes out, gets Mariota, and he's not the same way. He's not blowing you away with stats, but he's rushing the ball. He's scoring touchdowns. He's doing the things they need to win games. They're figuring out. No Ridley, shot. no Patterson. None of these.
these guys. Shout out to Arthur Smith getting it down. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go out to Seattle because what Pete Carroll yeah, has done has shook, he has shook us. I feel like this team was doubted. They traded away Russell Wilson and everyone's like, oh, okay. Now we understand what the Seahawks are about this season. They're going to rebuild. And Pete Carroll just sat there and didn't say anything. He said a couple of unsaids, if you will, when, when Russell Wilson returned. It was yes. like the fans will know how to welcome this person back. He says things, but he doesn't. This is a Pete Carroll quote. At the highest level in the NFL, the pass game is as complex as you can imagine. Bring in Geno Smith because what he has done with Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense and DK Metcalf and everyone, they're up there. They're in top ten in a couple pretty significant categories offensively. Pete Carroll, respect. People awesome. doubted you. You awesome. were you were so forgotten up there, and now we are talking about it. Yes, did you see the Seahawks Twitter did a thing of Pete sitting back in the Kingsbury house <laughs> with his feet up that. like that? It was really well it's awesome. Done. These social media teams are they're good. They're, good. they're, they're good. cooking now. And speaking of that, just I don't have a coach, but I got to get into this. I'm going to go back to the Jets. Quinn and Williams. Now, if you didn't see it, he won Anger Runs last week. And the Jets sent this video that I didn't get to properly. It says Angry Runs. It says Week 5 Winner. And then they went into this crazy production. They made this just for us. And Quentin, there's a tiger. No, it's a cheetah. A cheetah? Yes. Because of Tyreek. Yes. I mean, so (laughs) I'm melting down during the Angry Runs. I don't really get to watch. But Quentin then posed for an entire shoot with shadows and smoke. And, like, this is on his his work week. (laughs) So I just I so appreciate them. Our guy, Jared Winley. Uh, again, Dan Spazowski and Eric Gelfin with the Jets. This is an incredible piece of art that you made, and we're so appreciative of it as a show, but it doesn't work unless Quinnen just is just wrecking people. Yeah. So, Quinnen, that's our guy. Thank well, you. Well, the Cardinals walked so the Jets could run. Weren't mm. they the first ones to start Cardinals, out with yeah, the yeah, yeah. photo they, shoot? They basically started. With the smoke. And, and the, now... Yeah. Indianapolis Colts. You're on the clock. Have at it. Deion yes. Jackson. Let's go. Deion Jackson. One of the filmmaking hotbeds of the nation, Indianapolis. Here we go. Coming right. up, we're going to talk about the return of Dak Prescott. Will the change at quarterback make a uh, dynamic change in the NFC East? Is this all just swirling above what has become a very powerful division in the NFL? I don't know. We're going to chat. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Right elsewhere, in other news, uh, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport reporting Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson is considered day-to-day following an MRI on his injured hamstring. Wilson was injured in the fourth quarter of Monday night's loss to the Chargers, but he never came out of the game. In Washington, head coach Ron Rivera naming Taylor Heineke as the starter for Sunday's game against the Packers. Heineke started 15 games for the Commanders last season. Rivera also confirming the team will make a decision whether to put Carson Wentz on injured reserve later this week. 
And Amazon and the NFL announcing that in 2023, Prime Video will exclusively stream a newly scheduled Black Friday game the Friday after Thanksgiving Day. Now, the first ever NFL Black Friday game will take place November 24th, 2023. The two teams playing in the game will be announced when the 2023 schedule is released. Good Morning Football is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. What's your beef? your beef presented by old trapper beef jerky the crew is looking out for me they threw away the bag of jerky that i've been working on for six weeks so here we are six weeks into the season this is my new bag of jerky and we're going to talk about the prediction week that we had that was highly stressful and there's a lot of pressure on it and people remember so what beef do we have with ourselves for the predictions that we made and something that's really not going great right now it's why we do it jamie so you can eat beef jerky while we talk here it is i i take a lot of pride in like i i make good predictions sometimes i've had the super bowl winners in the last couple years the the top of your pin them you know i pin the super bowl pick every year because i'm so confident in my super bowl Mm -hmm. pick and i've had you know patrick mahomes is going to be this breakout player he goes on to the mvp and then you have predictions like this ladies (laughs) and gentlemen this will follow me the rest of my career My pick for MVP for the 2022 season is a man that has never won the award before. Oh, Russ! But I think is going to do some special things. Let's ride! For the Denver Broncos. This is my pick for MVP this year. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Yeah, we're six weeks into the season. Russell Wilson's not winning the MVP. He's not. I heard he's on pace for 14 <laughs> touchdown passes. On pace for 14. There's not going to be, you know, that stat, like, you know, Russell Wilson's never gotten an MVP vote. Probably not going to get an MVP vote this season either. Man. So you take a shot and you get it wrong. But this is why you have to respect Peter Schrager on the Good Morning Football Show. I don't run from it. Mm-hmm. I don't say I'm embarrassed by it. Brace. I believed in it. I embraced it. I lean in. But I was dead wrong. Peter, you have a history here. Your, your most recent cold take ever is that you thought the Seahawks should go with Matt Flynn over Russell Wilson. He has vexed me my I know. entire so professional you, career. It's the Russell thing. In the book, the cold take book, is me That's making a take. passionate case about why yeah. Matt Flynn should start over Russ. Ooh. Well, we all have our guys who were like, <laughs> That's just my guy, and I got feelings about him. I have one, too. And that brings me to my prediction. There was a quarterback for a team in the NFC, and he was in a new place with a new uniform, and I can't quit this guy. Mm-hmm. So I decided on prediction day to say that this team will win the division. Go ahead. You have to believe in yourself, you have to believe in your gut, and you have to believe in your eyes. And the winner of the NFC South is going to be right here. Wow! I'm going to go with the Panthers. Okay, coach has been fired. (laughs) Quarterback has been benched. Star wide receiver has been cut. (laughs) Disaster. I like, I had the Steelers in the playoffs and they've struggled, but TJ Watt got hurt. At least I can say something there. These guys are just been these guys. I I have a kind of a Baker issue, Jamie. I think I need to just separate myself from Baker. What's your issue? What do you got to address? Again, I think it's what's your beef is like, what's your beef with yourself for putting this information out there and applying your name to it? And I think um, every Kansas City Chief fan has a beef with me because I. I went a little too much over my skis when I was predicting who was going to win the AFC West because I went so far to say that the Raiders were going to win, mm-hmm. but also that the Chiefs were just Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs were just straight Chiefs. up missed the playoffs. Out. Which like I love beef jerky, and I really should have gave like given like barbecue food like a little bit better, you know, like great Kansas City and barbecue. Now I'm just sucking up to the city. Q39, yeah, Q39 is great. Chiefs fans, like I hear you. Trust me, I've seen it. I've seen the beef that you have with me online. I get it. 
Uh, I went out. I went out on a limb, and I and I had a take, and I stand by it. And frankly, uh, no, they're going to win the division. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. It's okay. They're four and two okay. too. The Chargers are four and two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, miss. Yeah, that was bad. What bad? For me, uh, my picks were pretty solid. I mean, you, <laughs> it's you, not none. I throw beef jerky at you. I nailed it. You guys were the ones struggling. I mean, I'm fresh, fresh out the gate. Like I'm. Jason, all of my it. teams, I believe, are are still in it. I mean. Mm -hmm. Who is your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. That's like, gonna happen. Yeah, but that's also Who is your coach of the year? Yeah. Coach of the year, who'd you have? I had Dennis Allen. Pretty bad. bad. Dennis Allen. That's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Saints aren't doing anything right now. He's, he's still he's, he's still coaching though. So <laughs> oh my god. He's, 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 still, he's still there. So who'd you have, Peter? Matt Rule? I don't want to talk about who I had. <laughs> no, tell us who you had. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. Why? Yeah, Hackett. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. I know he did. Who'd you have? People don't know, Peter. Anyway, so in the 8 o'clock hour, <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> let's I have ride. Peter's predictions, let's ride the ride. And it's, you know, somebody going up. I just signed a production deal with Netflix, a documentary on my predictions. Oh, oh wow. Wow, right. fancy. How, what went into that disaster? That was very True therapeutic, crime. but that's not what the show is about. It's how, like, I did this and I wanted to be right. Mm. But, like, also we say I wanted to be wrong sometimes, and yeah. that's our beef this week. Oh, Jamie. All right. Have our beef. That's good. We're human, just like you. Somebody else do the end of the segment because I'm eating beef jerky. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. You do it. Coming up, Dak Prescott. Will he be back in the lineup? What is Jerry Jones saying? Does he want him there? Cooper Dennis Rush? Allen. What are you talking about? Yeah, but what? They may turn it around. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Prescott returning healthy to a very competitive division could shake things up a little bit. The Eagles sitting pretty at 6-0. The Giants are 5-1, as are the Cowboys. They have managed to be 4-2 with Cooper Rush over the last couple weeks. He started five of those games. Dak Prescott coming back, though. How will that return impact the three-way race mm -hmm. for the NFC East crown? Obviously, the Cowboys are right in it. They're getting their guy back. And I know Cooper Rush has been Awesome. He's gone out there. He's won, only lost one game as a starter. Kept his team afloat. When Dak first went down, everybody was like, ah, oh, the Cowboys are done. They yep. looked bad in the first game versus Tampa Bay. Now they're losing their starting quarterback. But he's returning. We saw him warming up before that Eagles game. He's throwing the ball. He's doing the things necessary. Like Ian just said, this week, he'll throw the ball today, Wednesday. He'll have a full week of practice. And assuming everything goes right, he will be back out there. He's the franchise guy. And when you have somebody like him return, I think it just heightens and it brings everybody's level up in yeah. the locker room. I think even more than that, every Everything that has gone on surrounding Dak and then the play of Cooper Rush. We saw last week Ezekiel Elliott was asked about Dak's return, and he had a lot of things to say, and we would sit there like, I don't really understand what he said. There's an F-bomb in there he drops. We obviously disrespectful. said it was disrespectful to question whether Dak Prescott is going to be their quarterback. Everybody's always talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that just goes to show what their locker room is about and how they feel about Dak. 
Obviously, Cooper Rush has been there. They've loved the way he's played. He's picked the team up. He's gotten things going. And I think he's helped them figure out who they are and their identity as a team. Now you plug Dak Prescott into that situation. They're still going to be running the ball, still going to be Elliott Pollard. But now Dak can go on there and get the ball to Gallup, to C.D. Lamb, to Noah Brown, who has taken off with Cooper Rush as a quarterback. So I think getting Dak back, they have their guy. They're going to be fired mm. up, and they have a chance to win this division. Mm. I think Jason's spot on with this, and you've been really speaking some real truth this morning, uh, both on the, the Patriots thing and now on the Cowboys, and that I think they kind of found themselves when Dak went down, and it was like a look in the mirror, like, what are we going to do? Everyone's writing us off, including mm-hmm. our show, said, hey, they, they're not going to be able to stay afloat without Dak. He's their best player. And then the offensive line, like, short itself up. You know, you lose, obviously, Tyron Smith and Dak Prescott. You're not expecting this team to get better on offense, and they did. And now Dak comes back, and it's like, we kind of established what we are under Cooper Rush. It's Cooper didn't throw for 400 yards every game. He made the right plays. He wasn't hurting us until the Eagles game where he threw three picks. But, like, this is what's going to get the Cowboys advancing throughout this season. Hand the ball off, play action, play smart. Don't worry about the salaries. Don't worry how much Dak is making. Dak doesn't have to go and play like he's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Dak has to just be the best Dak Prescott he can be. The defense is fantastic. The offensive line is short up. And now you get Gallup back in the mix and Noah Brown is playing better. Like, look, I think Dak is a significant upgrade from Cooper Rush. Mm -hmm. And this team kind of discovered who they were. I don't think it's one of these, whoa, it's weird. Dak is under center. Mm -hmm. I think he slides right in and it's like, oh, no, Dak, we've got an identity. You're better than the other guy. Like, let's just play better football and let's keep on rolling. I think it's a good thing. I don't think Dak rocks the boat at all. And I certainly don't think they're going to take a step back because their franchise quarterback is now suddenly in the lineup. But I I worry Mm. about what you're worried about. It's not taking a step back. It's stepping on the accelerator. Doing too much. Showtime. Mm. Let's go. Let's let's let Dak cook. Let's light it up. CD up and down the field. Be careful on that because with that will come turnovers and interceptions and that that is taking the ball out of Micah Parsons' hand and he's the best player on the team. Like, you can't mess that up. And also, even if they do come back and it's steady and it's efficient, the Eagles got to lose some games here. Like, that's great and they can be, the Cowboys can be the best Cowboys they can be. If the Eagles don't start losing some games, they're just going to take this thing. We are a not a check the schedules type team. This league is is so tight this year. There's only a handful of teams, a very small handful of teams that wouldn't even be in the in the hunt category, you know? The Eagles pretty much play them all. They're going to play the Texans. They're going to play the the Commanders again. They're going to play the Bears. Like, the Eagles are going to stack a lot of wins. They play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. It's in Jerry World. It's obviously a really big game, but, you know, we all do these, you you know, podcast appearances or radio. Oh, and there it is. There's the entire schedule. These podcast appearances, radio appearances. Vertical or horizontal? I can't even Diagonal. Just blur your eyes. Um, Logos. I was asked yesterday, like, do you think the Eagles have a shot to go 17-0? and And I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, I would love it, especially on the 50th anniversary of the 72 Miami Dolphins so they can choke on their champagne. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I have a lot of problems with those guys. We'll get to them later. But uh, as far as the Eagles, no, they're not going to go undefeated. But, like, don't you look at the Eagles and be like, I, I think they might be, like, 15-2 and or something crazy, at which point, good for the Cowboys, Dak's back and everything, but the Eagles are just too good. You mentioned Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. The Cowboys are hosting uh, the Eagles. So on Thanksgiving, usually about 40 million people watch uh, NFL games. It's a, it's a fantastic viewership on that special day. Giants are at the Cowboys for Oof. that game. 
Christmas Eve, as Kyle just mentioned, Eagles are at the Cowboys. That's so about good. 30 million. I think you just add like five to That's 10 million game. for the. I, right. Both of those games are at home for the Cowboys. Mm. I think Dak Prescott returning totally creates this like earthquake that is just starting to rumble. Like Cooper Rush was the beginning of the tectonic plates just starting to shift over each other. And then Thanksgiving is going to come and we're all just going to be like a glutton for everything that is like turkey legs, for example, which is an image we always love seeing from the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, oh, here we go, because any Dallas Cowboy eating a turkey leg on Thanksgiving is a sight for sore eyes. Oh my gosh, it's Good such a beautiful man. sight. This is what we get. This is a gift. Giants at Cowboys. And then to fast forward, tis the season of giving. Eagles at Cowboys. I'm sorry, but these games, you know, the Eagles could end up 16-2 and two or 15-2 and two for all that matter because of those two games. I mean, they would still be awesome, but I think this return and what the Cowboys have learned about themselves could create this these gifts of games that we get later in the season. No one thought the NFC East would be the juggernaut no. division. And yet the NFL schedule makers gave us this gem mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, this gem on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Mike North and the boys up there, and obviously mm-hmm. all the crew that makes that li- mm-hmm. very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. When, when are we as a show going to have the Mike McCarthy conversation? Like, when is that going to come up? He hasn't. He hasn't done anything to deserve a Mike sure. McCarthy. Sure. Good or bad. We right. got Brian Dayball. He's coming. Nick Sirianni is becoming a star. When is Mike McCarthy going to plant his flag this season and have his game or his moment in a positive or negative? See, I was thinking on the negative. Well, yeah, like, sure. He's going to uh, hold yeah. them back from uh, being well, he this might. Great team. I'm trying to stay positive because they're, they're they've been playing good football. Why does like, it have to be that way? Why can't he just years like cruise? Of yeah, all right. <laughs> years. Fine. At some point, Mike McCarthy is going to enter the chat, and I don't know if that's bad or good, but there's been some ones that aren't, aren't great. Is it hard to enter the chat because of who Jerry Jones is as yeah. the head yeah. coach of the Cowboys? Like, is it almost better to fly under the radar with winning sure. games or winning games? Yeah. If I do enter the chat, it's usually because we watch Dak scramble against the 49ers. They don't like it's it's chaos usually if I'm Clock entering management, the chat. Like if everything's going yes, if everything's yeah. going well, Jerry's in front, he's doing all the talking. I get to kind of just chill, got my job. Like as soon as yeah. It's just when the coach enters the chat, even I remember we played them in 2019 in New England. We beat them and the game's rained out. Like it's just a sloppy football game. And Jerry Jones does a press conference after the game talking about Jason Garrett and his job security. It's almost like as the head coach, if they're not talking about me, it's usually because Jerry's not questioning yeah. my job security. I haven't so heard I, Sean Payton's name brought up once this season. It hasn't. Because yeah. all we're talking about is Cooper Rush. Yeah, that's Cooper true. Rush, Cooper that's Rush, true. Cooper Rush. That's true. But in the preseason, it was Sean Payton, Sean Payton. Yeah. Now the Dak's back. Now you got your full deck. Now you got to coach him up. Like yeah. there's some pressure on McCarthy. Interesting. Has to be successful. Uh, speaking yeah. of someone who's going to enter the chat on the show, Greg Wilson is coming on. Nice. Tight end and turn. NFL analyst is going to join our breakfast table. He will be on some of those Thanksgiving games indeed to preview some of the biggest week seven matchups and more. Handsome dude, Greg Olson. Looks like a merman. And a cute kid who had a great moment. Absolutely, I saw that. Uh, Plus, do Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, check this. Are we flexing or perplexing? Mm -hmm. All kinds of wordplay is what we do in Good Morning Football. We'll explain next. Flex or perplexed? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.